three, two, one. Thank you for joining us for the Welcome to the Hall podcast, courtesy of the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame and the El Paso Sports Commission. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the best of the best from past inductees into your El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for another edition of Welcome to the Hall, the opportunity for you to listen in on the greats of the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. And talking about greats, we're talking about one in the referee category, and that is Mr. Bernie Del Hero. How you doing, sir? Everything good? Everything's fine. Absolutely, Wayne. Well, thank you for joining us on this podcast. Happy New Year to you and your family. And uh, it's a 2022, we hope, gets off to a better start than 2021. That, of course, the pandemic, we're still in technically. The virus is everywhere. But uh, it's got to be tough as a referee as well, isn't it? Uh, Yes, it is, Wayne. Uh, uh, We never know uh, if the game's going to go. We've had... We've had many cancellations. We had a few in football, not not too bad. But now that basketball has started, uh, there have been several cancellations. You know, locally, and of course, we've seen even nationally at the the college level, there's been a lot of cancellations. Do you, as a referee, do you all get tested each week as well, or how does that work? No, no we don't. Okay. Uh, I talking to my college friends, I know that. Last year they got tested, but this year they're not being tested. I see. And I hope that uh, you've been healthy and able to to battle this virus. I have been. It's, it's gone well for me and my family. Uh, uh, a year ago in June, I I caught the COVID, but I didn't even know I had it till I was donating blood, and they said. You know, let you had the COVID last month, and thank goodness I didn't feel a thing. Then you know nothing, but they the what they told me was because uh, it, it's now now I have the antibodies, so that's probably helped me. Yeah. Now, did you grow up here in El Paso? Yes, sir. You were born here. Born and raised. Awesome. Been here all my life. Where'd you, where'd you go to elementary school? Houston School. Ah, Houston, no longer there, huh? Out there, Rio Grande Street, right? Absolutely, down there. Yes, sir. It's uh, it was a great place to grow up. Wonderful. Oh yeah, Central El Paso, right down the street from uh, Roger Brown Park, right? Right on the same same grounds. Yeah, Houston that... Houston School and Roger Brown were were together, so that's where we grew up playing baseball. Right there, at Roger Brown. Were you a baseball player? Yes, I was. Wow. And I think when you were in uh, school, Bernie, sixth grade was able to compete in sports, right? Well, uh, yes and no. At, at the beginning, they had, but uh, we actually had to, to grow what they call gray Y. I don't know if you remember that, but most of us went gray Y. Then they started a couple of programs, uh, never football, but we had, uh, we had ba- they finally started basketball in elementary, but uh, football didn't start till after after we left. I see. Nope. Was baseball the only sport you played? Did you ever play football or basketball? No. As a young kid, yes. As a young kid, we you know growing up, I played everything. You know, we were, oh, yeah. we were one of those playground junkies, just there all the time. But not now, like nowadays, you know, with all these computer games. We were always outside. 
playing on the blacktop. Yeah, that was the fun part of it. You know, you experience life and all the different elements of the weather as well, like, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, you know, we were, we, were, we were crazy enough to play there when it was cold and windy, but we were always outside. Yeah. And from Houston, where'd you go? Went to Austin. Ah, famous Austin High School. So many greats yeah. have gone through Austin High School. I'm currently working on, of all the high schools in the city that we have, of how many El Paso Hall of Fame inductees we have from each high school. And Austin ranks right there at the top, obviously, because it's one of the older schools, too. But uh, some great, masterful people have went to that school and graduated. There certainly were a lot of great, great athletes. You know, around my era, there was really a lot of great athletes. We had a lot of success around that time. Now, did you play any sports in, in high school? Now, I'm sorry, going back, you went from Houston to Austin. So basically at that time, Houston was first grade up to eighth grade, ninth grade? At, actually, the seventh grade, Wayne. Okay. Uh, we went to seventh grade, and then eighth grade, we went to Austin. Austin had an eighth grade at that time. Wow. And did you play any sports at Austin? Uh, actually, I didn't. I, I, I tried a lot, but uh, I didn't make the team. There was really a lot of great athletes at that time, and and uh, I didn't try. I always, I always joke with everybody that I, I have the record at Austin High School because Coach Glidewell cut me five times, oh. starting from the eighth grade. Oh my goodness! You gotta be like me. I got cut five times too, buddy. I got cut in seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, uh, and by Tony Harper, by Sergio yeah. Guerrero, who's Rosa Guerrero's uh, former husband. I mean, uh, deceased husband. You remember? Sergio oh yeah, Guerrero? I know him. He cut me in the seventh grade. Then uh, uh, he cut me again in the eighth grade, and then I go to ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, and I get Harper all three years because he's moving up at Burgess. I got cut by that guy, man. I, Jesus Christ. I can't believe it, man. At least we were cut by Hall of Famers, right? There you go. That's the way I look at it, right? I'm the greatest player he's never coached, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, so you're the same way, my friend. You're the same way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But are there memories a lot for you, uh, Bernie, when you go back to Austin High School, when you go to referee, or maybe you just go to the school itself, walking those oh. halls? It's got to be special. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was such a beautiful school. It was such a a great atmosphere. I mean, you know, just uh, it was a real uh, diversified school. You know, we had we had at that time it was you know it was mainly uh, it was almost half half Anglo, half half Mexican, and and uh, and then we at that time Austin had quite a few blacks too. So yeah. we it was a great education. I mean. We, you know, we didn't know about discrimination and things like that. We just all got along, and later, later on in life, we remained good friends. So it, it was a wonderful education, actually. What year did you graduate from Austin? In 1966. Was there a lot of? Uh, it was a big class, wasn't it? It was huge class. It was almost 600. Oh wow! I think it was five. 570, 575, something around there. Wow. You know, Bernie, when you graduated from Austin or when you were there at Austin, did those chimes or bells ever work there? You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, they did. They did, huh? No, sure. Sure, they sure did. 
they don't work anymore, do they? I, don't I, I understand they didn't work for for seven, eight years, and I think they're working again, the last I heard. Right. I haven't heard them myself, but but uh, I was told that they're working again. I got you. Now, how did you, uh, of course, after you go to Austin, you graduate, how did you get involved in refereeing? Uh, actually, after I graduated from uh, UTEP, I was real involved, just probably just like yourself, and in intramurals, athletics, and stuff like that, and and uh, um, so I stayed. I stayed with sports that way, and there was a. I did a little intramural officiating, actually. Uh, that was the days of Dotson Lewis, and then uh, I didn't do a whole lot. And then I got uh, I got drafted, went into the army, got sent to Fort Bliss, and. Uh, that's where I started officiating when I was in the army. Uh, you of course were good friends of Jim Crouch and that's who got me started when I was in the army. Wow. You know, I, I think of those two names, Dotson Lewis and Jim Crouch. Dotson Lewis has probably introduced more individuals to the world of, uh, refereeing at UTEP. And then of course, Jim Crouch, when you mentioned Fort Bliss, you got to mention Jim Crouch is in the same breath and, uh, two great guys for you to be able to be introduced to the world of officiating through, right? Oh, absolutely. They're both legends. Yeah. Jim, especially Jim later on, you know, at uh, Fort Bliss, he, uh, he, you know, he, uh, he was such a great, great teacher and mentor. Uh, you know, it was just wonderful learning under him. And, and, uh, uh, you know, that, that's when I started basketball and I started officiating with them. And then we started, they, you know, they said, go downtown. Of course, downtown is just the regular schools and stuff, but, <laughs> but that's, that's where we went, but they used to call it downtown. And then, and then I started football after that with, uh, uh, uh a man named Jerry O'Keefe, who was a, a great, great mentor for me in football. You know, you mentioned, uh, Dotson and of course, Mr. Crouch. I can't think of two individuals that know the rule book backwards and forward than those two and can recite it right there to you in the heat of a contest with no problem, right? Oh, they were ter terrific. There was, there was nobody like them. They were just, uh, really, really, uh, amazing back in those days. And, and, you know, they, as mentors, you try to be half as good as they were with that rule book. It was, it was, you know, they, 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 uh, stress the importance of, of knowing the rule book. Oh, definitely. And of course, 1966, when you graduated from high school, that's a special year in the world of Texas Western at the time. And were you a, a fan of the men's basketball team at, at Texas Western at the time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, even as a kid, we'd go to, we'd go to a lot of those games when we were at Houston since it was a big basketball school. And, and oh, we love Texas Western. Yeah, we I'd go quite a few games, the old games at Kid Field, even before, uh, and before the Sun Bowl, and then and in basketball, they, of course they went around different places. They even played at the uh, the Coliseum, you know, and then the old Memorial Gym, of course. And uh, oh yeah, I was a big big fan. Yeah, you know, you talk about that, Bernie, because of the fact that a lot of people today, of course, all they know is the Don Haskins Center, which before that was the Special Events Center, and then, of course, Memorial Gym. But a lot of people don't really 
grasp. You mean you used to play at the Coliseum? Give us an idea <laughs> of what that was like for you to go see him play at the Coliseum. I was uh, actually they moved to the Coliseum. Memorial Gym was there, and when we we went to when I went to school, it, they were start, it was starting to get so there were so many fans that they could they could fit more fans at the Coliseum. So they moved from Memorial Gym to the Coliseum. And that's where uh, uh, Nate Archibald and a lot of them played. They played their games at the Coliseum, and it was it was roaring. I mean, it was it was crazy. They had the a portable floor on there, and and you were right up on the basket. But it was, it was a tremendous atmosphere. You know, it was it was just as good as Memorial Gym. You know what kind of atmosphere that was. I mean, such a tiny tiny uh, place, but but it, it was it was awesome, and all the teams were awesome. You know, they were really good. They were they were really uh, uh, you know it was it was just an event. It was it was awesome to go to. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And and going back to your refereeing, now you started out doing basketball, correct, and baseball. Did you ever do? But you started later on with Mr. O'Keefe doing football. I'm sorry, did you do baseball as well? Yes, I did do baseball. And I started that on Fort Bliss also with, uh, uh, and then went, went downtown with Yvonne Ritchie and I did baseball for about four or five years. And then I uh, got to be all three sports. It got to be a little too much because I started, I got out of the army and started a full-time job in sales. So I left baseball, but stuck with basketball and football all these years. Wow. That's, you're one of the few officials that have done all three especially being in the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame, it's got to be a, a great feeling for you because of the fact that uh, there's some outstanding officials that are in the Hall of Fame. And, uh, oh, was, absolutely. And Legend. Was, yes, and I was thinking the other day because of uh, Burgess has three individuals in the Hall of Fame, Phil Luckett, Gene Simcoe, and, of course, recently Bill Scott. And I know you, of course, went to Austin High School and I know Victor Firth, who was just recently inducted, he went to, I believe, Eastwood High School. Um, yes. And it's amazing uh, the homegrown talent that we have that can do officiating at the high level. And people don't realize the great talent that we have in this city for officiating, do they? Absolutely. We The, the, the first three you mentioned from Burgess, we all, of course, I started before all three of them, but... Uh, you know, they were all very successful at the college level. And, uh, and of course, Phil Luckett was even successful in the NFL level. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was lucky enough to call with, with all three of them, wow. you know, as they, were com- as they were coming up. Absolutely. What is the best game you've ever done on a high school level? As far oh, as my just God. the atmosphere, the craziness of it, or whatever it may be. Uh, is there one? Uh, I'd have to say the, uh, as far as atmospheres that you bring up, I mean, there's been a lot of them, a lot of them, but the, probably it was the Eastwood Bel Air game at the Sun Bowl. Uh, when, uh, they both, they both must've had seven or eight D one players. I mean, it was, they were both undefeated. They were both ranked in the top 10. And it, it was it was when they were redoing the Sun Bowl. 
but that the the uh, before the expansion, and that place was the Sun Bowl was jam packed, and I don't know if you remember that game, but uh, he uh, Eastwood was getting ready to score, and um, a, a, a tremendous player by the name of Montez Love was going in to score a touchdown, and it was right in front of me, and he started bobbling the ball. He fumbled into the end zone for a touchback. And Bel Air took the ball, and it was a scoreless game. Bel Air took the ball all the way back, and with less than uh, a minute left, they kicked the field goal, and they won the game three to three to nothing. You know, you bring up a good point, Bernie, with that game, and also the many others, of course, that were played in the Sun Bowl at that time. That Eastwood Bel Air rivalry was, of course, people talk about Coronado versus Franklin today, and they play in the Sun Bowl off and on, but. Those games back then with the Bel Air versus Eastwood type games, the Bowie Jeff games, it was unconscionable with the amount of people that were in attendance, right? Oh, yeah. It was, it, you know, you don't see that anymore in high school. Uh, you know, Isleta, Isleta Bel Air, had, they had great crowds there at the Sun Bowl. Uh, of course, Austin, El Paso High, they they moved to a Sun Bowl for, uh, for several years and then Boy Jeff, uh, that 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 was just a tremendous rivalry. You're absolutely right. Yeah, the Eastwood team and the Bel Air had so much talent. I don't know if this was the particular game when Eastwood had a quarterback, Mike Perea, um, and he was an outstanding talent. And you mentioned Montez Love. They had Monty Daly, who was a receiver during the years over there. And then Bel Air had Bobby McKinley at quarterback uh, sometimes, and then. They had just great running backs with Nick Bonte and then, of course, Robert Ducky, Elliott. Uh, just great talent in El Paso at that time for D1. Oh, absolutely. The uh, One of the great quarterbacks at Bel Air was uh, Samaniego. Yes. And then later on, his little brother was a great running back at Riverside High School. Yeah, Ray and was the quarterback, right? His brother yes, David absolutely. was the running back over at yes. for Coach Work. And absolutely, that's right. Man, those memories are just like yesterday. It's you, you, you've even though you've uh, been an official, you appreciate the talent that you're you're covering as well, and, and people don't realize how much those athletes impact what you do as an official as well. Oh, absolutely, they're fun to watch. They're you know, and you know, we'll as officials we'll talk afterwards, and you know about the you know just the the, the talent you know, here in El Paso and stuff. But um, talking about the old days, the the uh, just D1 basketball, for example, we don't get a whole lot of D1s anymore. But in those days, there were tremendous amounts, of, you know, around the Jim Forbes area and Kenny John. And, and there was, oh, just – there at Houston School, Wayne, this is an interesting story. We had – Seven in our, our that little era, we had seventy-one basketball players just from uh, just from Houston School that either went to El Paso High or to Austin, you know, which included Beto, I mean, uh, uh, Gabe Nava and, and Richard Esper and and Kenny John and and uh, Billy Rivas and guys like that. It was that you know that you know we had talked earlier about the old blacktop era. And that's where they grew up playing basketball. But there were 71 players just in the, in the span of about 
six to seven years from, you know, that one elementary school. You know, you, you talk about that, Bernie. I guess if we were both born in a different time, we would probably be superstars if we were born today because back then you were talking about, like you said, that 69 era of Austin High School with uh, 67, 68 type athletes such as you mentioned Esper and, of course, Nava, and then Beto played there at Austin High School and Jethro Hills played over there. I mean, oh, my gosh. Je- yeah, Jethro was from Houston also. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, man. Boy, those are some great yeah. memories right there. Are you yeah. still and great. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I was just going to say the, the great game that they had, that Austin had against uh, Bel Air when Beto and, and Jim oh. Forbes and all that. They Oh, Jethro Hill. Oh, well, that was a tremendous game. You know, and I they still, played it at Memorial Gym. Oh, man. And, you know, speaking of Memorial Gym and UTEP as far as uh, basketball, you remember, I'm sure, Bernie, when at one time UTEP under Coach Don Haskins started five El Pasoans on that team collegiately. Unbelievable with oh. Beto, and then they had Rudy Alvarez from from Bel Air. They had Jim Forbes. They had Lynham. Um, they had unbelievable talent locally, and they all played and started for UTEP. It will never happen again. No, it won't. It won't. But that that was a tremendous period. And like I said, El Paso basketball especially was always great. There was a lot of good football players too, but El Paso basketball was phenomenal in those days. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, you know, is I don't know if you've ever refereed his game, but the folklore of Lance Taylor being – you mentioned that name and people go, that guy was as bad as – you know, Lawrence Taylor in the NBA and the NFL. Uh, did you ever referee one of his games? Yes, I did. Uh, probably, I probably had two of their games. You know that he played for uh, Coach Quarles, right? And I was that was at the beginning of my time when I was just coming up, and uh, I was just breaking in. But I got to see that guy. He was, you know, like like you said, he was. Oh, he he was really a great one. Definitely so. Definitely so. Now, are you still refereeing yourself? Still doing it. Yes, sir. Wow. I just uh, finished my 48th year in football, and right now I'm doing my 49th year in basketball. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, thank you. And as an official, when do you know it's time to give it up, or do you? You, you know, I, I've seen, I've had friends that they're slowing down, slowing down, and, and some of them have not given up, given up at the right time. And I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Uh, when I'm not having fun and I can't get up and down the court or up and down the field, then I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I can see that it's, that it's time. Uh, luckily I'm still able to get up and down. Thank God. You know, I'm 73 years old, but, uh, still getting up and down and, and, uh, uh, you know, giving the, giving the kids that are playing today a fair shake. And, and I still love the game, still enjoy doing it each and every game. I'll, I'll be out there tonight at, uh, at Montwood. I think they play the Coro today. And, but, uh, uh, when you talk to other officials throughout the state, are they amazed at the amount of high schools we have here in El Paso? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, because 
some of the schools that they're at, you know, they might have three, four, five thousand kids there, and and you know, we have all these smaller schools. But uh, I one thing, Wayne, is uh, since I was an athletic director for for quite a while, I don't mind them all, the small schools. I mean, uh, people will tell you over and over again that uh, if we if if uh, Irvin and Andrus and Parkland they would combine and and Eastwood and Hanks that uh, they would have great great teams. But having said that, there would be a lot of kids that don't have the opportunity to be a part of a high school you know high school athletics. And so I don't mind the my, the small schools. I think in the long run, more kids get to play, more kids get to learn. It's just high school athletics is is just terrific. I mean, they they learn discipline and organization, uh, getting along, and you know. And so, I'm for the smaller schools. I, I I'm not the proponent of of the big schools. No. And speaking of smaller schools, you of course were the athletic director for many years at El pa- at San Elizario School District, and I, my feeling is you could get in the Hall of Fame just alone on what you did at San Elizario because you ushered them into a new era because of the fact that they became more involved with the, the major school districts while you were athletic director, and that was a difficult transition, but you were able to make it very smooth and have the opportunity for all those outstanding young people to be a part of the conference of the entire city because a lot of people don't realize, I'll tell you what, San Elizario, great, great talent over the years and, and the different sports. And credit to you and to the administration at that time there at San Elizario, and it continues today, to be able to put those kids on the stage and make them feel special. Yeah, the, the first year I got there is when we had to go to 4A. And, oh, that, that was, you know, it was tough. It was tough for the kids at the beginning. But, uh, you know, they hung, especially football. You know, the other sports, you know, we could compete, but we had to go from being a small county school to all of a sudden we had the, we were the first one of the county schools that have to go in and play, you know, the bigger schools. And uh, that it was a, it was a heck of a transition, <laughs> but uh, it was fun. It was fun to, you know, we, we, uh, we even had to play our home football games at, at the other, other place, other stadiums, because we didn't even have a stadium out there. And, uh, but those were the things we had to do and, and they've come a long way. And, uh, and, and you're right. There's been some tremendous kids, some tremendous athletes, and they, they continue to do great things out there. Uh, you know, I, I know you were very involved with, with the women's side of it, the girls. And, uh, that was, if I can look back and say, that's probably one of the best things that we were able to accomplish is that we really got the, the, uh, female sport athletes going out there at one time, they just had basketball and track, but we started, uh, all the other women's sports. And, uh, and that's one thing, uh, that, uh, we were real proud of. You know, you could probably know this better than most, but for me, I'm thinking of two of the greatest high school athletes ever to come out of San Elizario High School. One was in boys, Mike Perez, and in girls, Victoria Valencia. 
Yeah, you hit. I mean, Mike, of course, played everything, it seemed like. And then, of course, for the, Victoria was an unbelievable volleyball player. Oh, absolutely. And actually, Tori, uh, Tori played everything also. Uh, she was a tremendous uh, uh, softball pitcher. She was a, a heck of a basketball player. She was just a great athlete. But then uh, towards the end, of course, she got the she went to UTEP and she just concentrated. And I mean, she was tiny. She was about five one, five two. I can't remember exactly, yeah. but uh, and she did just a tremendous job. But when she was at San Eli, she she played everything until her senior year. Then she did concentrate on uh, on uh, on volleyball. But and then of course Mike played everything. You know, Mike also was a just a, a tremendous athlete. And I, I tell the story <laughs> in football. One season, he never left the field. Never. It was it was the it was the year that they won district out there. He never left the field. He was the kickoff guy. He was the punter. You know, he was offense defense. You know, it was he never left the field, and that's that that's amazing you know, to be able to do it, you know, at this, this time. And I think both of them got scholarships to UTEP too, didn't they? Well, Victoria did. And Mike actually went to Sol Ross first. Okay. And then he, he played down there and he decided he wanted to play division one football and he walked on at football and he, uh, he was able to get enough time in, in, uh, and then when Mike Price came, he played another year for Mike Price, and then uh, his junior and senior year, he was offered scholarships. And he played a lot of football there. He played a lot of football for Mike Price. And Victoria, of course, is now a doctor as far as physical therapy is concerned. In fact, her family was really uh, great, too, there because uh, her sisters were – that one was a valedictorian of the school, and, uh, wow, they were just a great family in that area. Yeah, actually all four of them. There was three daughters okay. and one son, and they were uh, two of them were valedictorians, and the other two were valedictorians. Wow. And they're all very successful. They all have college degrees. Uh, the The family itself, Mister and Missus Valencia, I always when I run into them, I tell them they're. I just saw them the other day because they were looking at their goddaughter play at Austin. I and the people they were with, I said. These were the greatest parents that I ever had at San Eli, and I had some great ones, but they never missed a game. I don't care if they they'd have to start out and Joy, Joy and Victoria were playing around the same time, but they would be at a softball game, a baseball game, and oh, they were all over the place. They were they were terrific people. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, what year did you get inducted into the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame? Uh, uh, 18, 2018. Not far, not long ago, huh? No, not that long ago. But it's not not be, that long ago. But that night has to be even very special, embedded in your mind of walking on that stage and seeing all those people and be able to speak, saying, "Wow, I'm in the." Oh, it was a great honor. Fame, it's great. I was very humble. It was a great, great honor, and, seen- and I appreciate it to this day. What do you think when you walk to Don Haskins Center and see your plaque up there? <laughs> well, you know, all the great athletes and, and uh, officials and, and administrators and, 
and I'm on the same wall with them. It's, it's, it's very, uh, humbling experience, you know, uh, uh, you know, just recently it, it, it opened your eyes, you know, the great Don Maynard and then Mr. Sanchez just passed away, I guess yesterday or the day before. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really a neat feeling to, to be a part of, of people like that. Well, you really deserved it and a tremendous honor as well. And a credit to El Paso with the officiating crews that we have here and all the many individual male and females that actually do call the games for whatever sport it may be. Um, they do their thing and they make it possible for a lot of these athletes to be able to shine. So I know in your career being an official, when you first started out, it was more the male, male, male dominance of officiating. But now you have so many females officiating as well, don't you? Yes, absolutely. And, and, uh, there's some good young ones coming up in, uh, in, in, in basketball now as we speak. And there's, uh, uh, we even have one on a football crew, uh, female in, in football. She's on a crew. So yeah, you see more females all the time. And I think now the, a lot of the main officials in volleyball, for example, are, are female. And then you see them even in baseball and of course in softball also. In your earlier career, didn't you used to do uh, be a salesman for pharmaceuticals as well? Yes, I did that before I went into education. I was a pharmaceutical salesman for uh, fifteen years. Wow! And then the, the, yeah, and then I went into education. That's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty tough. I was with a smaller company, so I had a lot of travel, uh, most of New Mexico, and then and then uh, a good chunk of West Texas. So. There was a lot of travel. And how many years were you athletic director at San Elizario? 18. Wow. 18 years. 18 years. And it was, it, I'm sure, too, one thing that people don't realize, in a lot of other parts of the state and maybe even in parts of the country, uh, the other athletic directors don't really get along because they all see their own domain as far as their own district, and they got to make sure their district shines. But here in El Paso, we have – such a tremendous unwavering commitment from all the athletic directors to work together. It was amazing how, how long we got, I mean, how well we got along, you know, and, and we just, uh, you know, we had to, you know, defend and do whatever we tried to do, get every, you know, scheduling and stuff like that. But uh, everybody had the same goal in mind and, and it worked out great. Everybody helped everybody. When there was a problem, I don't care if it was the field, the gymnasium, everybody would step up and, and help everybody get get uh, get all the different teams and in tournaments. And, uh, you know, the bigger school districts were always really, really uh, supportive of of what we were doing in the smaller school districts. So it, it, it was you're, you're absolutely right, Wayne. Uh, we all got along well and we we tried to help everybody. And one of the great things you had the opportunity to do at San Lazario was usher in the new high school, which really changed everything for the district, uh, having that new high school as well. Yes, that, that was, oh, yeah, it, it, it changed everything. The, the kids' attitudes, they were so proud to, you know, have, have the facilities uh, out there that, uh, that the other districts had. It was, it was, it was uh, uh, 
it, it was great. It was it was awesome. Now, as we get ready to wind it up, uh, now Alex Dale here, he's your cousin, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes, he's still officiating too. Yeah, everybody, you know, in those early years, they said they thought you guys were brothers or something, but you're cousins, right? It, we're cousins. Yeah, I tell everybody, <laughs> same last name, no relation. <laughs> <laughs> your greatest memory ever of being an official is what? Hmm. You know, there's been so many, Wayne. Uh, I don't know offhand. I know we've had, I had a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I was able to do college for, for several, several years. And, and I think one of the greatest things was stepping into the stadium in, in Nebraska. And I think it was the, probably the 156 straight sellout. And it was the Osborne era. And that way I said, wow, am I here? Am I really here? You know, and, and, uh, that was, that was a, a amazing, uh, feeling, but there's been so many great high school, you know, games too. So, but you know, there's, it, it, it's been great. Well, you've been great too, sir. And it's been a pleasure to be your friend and also an individual that gets to see you do your craft at the highest level. Thank you very much for all the many games that you have called. And have you ever sat down and tried to think about how many actual games you have called uh, from all these different sports? Uh, I know one time I, I asked, I estimated and it, it was way up there. It was, it was uh, uh, probably one time I estimated it was probably near 15,000, but you know, a lot of it had to do, we'd call four or five games on, on Ford list or we'd umpire, you know, five, five games in an afternoon, you know, it was just, uh, back in the old days. And then we, you know, double headers, stuff like this. There's been a lot of games, Wayne. It's been a lot. <laughs> a lot of great memories, I'm sure. And all the best to you and your, your crew. And, uh, please tell them all hello and congratulations again, Mr. Delero for being in the El Paso Athletic Hall of Fame. And thank you for letting us be a part of your life today and telling your story to the people around the country. Well, thank you, Wayne. I appreciate it. And thank you for what you do. You're, you're, you know, you keep it going and, and you do a tremendous job. And so I, I really give you a lot of credit for the thing, you know, uh, educating everybody. Thank you, my friend. Bernie Del Harrow, ladies and gentlemen, an uh, individual that uh, you truly should get to know, even though he's an official and everybody wants to boo them all the time, <laughs> but uh, that's okay. And I think the coolest thing too, Mr. Del Harrow, tell us, and basketball especially, is you no longer uh, wear the stripes, correct? I do what? You no longer yeah, we're, 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 you still we're wear, back to stripes. You're back yeah. to stripes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're back. You were wearing we, the grays and all that, right? Yeah, and it's, we're back on stripes. Probably been, this is probably the fourth year that we're back in stripes. You like that better? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> You definitely stand out. They know who you are, right? Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right, my friend. Take care and talk to you soon and all the very best. Thank you very much, Wayne. Thank all of you for joining us for this edition of Welcome to the Hall. And, of course, we're talking to Mr. Bernie Del Hero, and we wish him all the very best. So until next time, all of you out there, take care. Take care of each other. And until next time, we'll see you again on Welcome to the Hall. <laughs>